Hi, it's Dana, and this is the Summer Body Talks Podcast. having today with me Julia Weiss again and I invited you because uh, I participate in your program for a re-elevation of the pelvic floor after pregnancy and birth and I really loved the way you connected you connect between um, pelvic floor and integrity and a sense of integrity and it felt to me so so true actually Mm-hmm. And I just uh, really wanted to have you here and to to talk about that a little bit, to share about your insights from your personal experience and your uh, work as a professional as well, and how all these come together through you, actually. I thank you, Dana, for having me, by the way. Um, it's such an important po- topic to talk about because what I realize on a professional level working with so many women in different ages um, is that it's something that is often, like in Germany, we say it's put under the carpet. It's put under the carpet because the moment a woman becomes a mother, it, in the first couple of weeks and months, no, but then very fast, life speeds up in a way that is can be very overwhelming. And so there are so many practical, but also emotional things to deal with that often and most of the time, the pelvic floor just gets left behind. And we, I also realized um, in my own, and I'm gonna speak about my experience, what uh, uh, my doula has uh, offered me. And I realized by receiving that ritual that I received that none of my friends here in Germany, like regular cultivated modern urban life has received a ceremony or a ritual after birth. And so it is one of the biggest experiences on a body, mind and soul level that we as women go through. And there is just nothing to put us back together. The doula teacher in uh, Bali, where I did the doula teacher training, she says that uh, she has a book that's called Sacred Geometry uh, of Splitted Soul, of Splitting Souls. And this is exactly what it is. And so when a woman gives birth and has her heart walking on the outside, and this vulnerability that we're going through of, you know, we might be women of, you know, total integrity and strong and, you know, walking through life. And the moment we give birth, we're like, oh my God, life is so much, it's so vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And so we don't have, we don't have anything in place in modern, in modern world to put us back together. And so the, um, my doula, uh, Karis has, she said that you, when a woman gives birth, it's like she, she shatters herself into a million pieces out in the universe. And it's like the first couple of weeks after a woman gave birth, she's as open as she's never been before. 
And we just don't have anything to put us back together. And so a lot of women, and we, we notice, and I think a lot of us, when we're really honest with ourselves, there is a piece that we lost in there and we just haven't been able to find it back. And I think a lot of it goes together with the somatic experience of really the bones opening. There is a ritual. The ritual that I'm talking about is called closing the bones. So Mexican yeah. like, like one is bringing the bones together not only the pelvis, but also the shoulders. And, and everyone who's given birth knows how much that is on the cranium, how much that is on, 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 this, on the coccyx, how much that is on the shoulders, how much it is, like it's everywhere. Yeah, it's everywhere. Birth doesn't just happen in the vaginal tissue, no. right? No, it's so, um, so it's one is really the ritual of bringing the bones back together. And the second, and this is something that the regular postnatal courses that uh, the German health insurances uh, support, what they don't do is that when a woman gives birth and it doesn't matter what she's done before, she might've been an engineer, she might've been, you know, she, she's been putting 25, 30, 35, 40 years into a certain picture that she painted about herself. And that shatters as much as her body does. And there is no support system in place, no container, no nothing to sit down and actually bring yourself back together. And that might be a totally new you. And that is super scary. Yeah. In a way. Yeah. Yeah. You you talk about like the piece that, that we, we lose there, like in my experience and how I perceive it, I don't feel like, like of course, there are some things we, we, we lost, I lost, but it's like a little bit like, uh, you know, like, um, like a plant growing and shedding leaves. So we lose something, but I also feel I gain a lot that were not, that was not present before this experience. So that's- I totally understand. Uh, and I totally agree. Totally. And so the interesting part, Dana, is in my work of accompanying women postnatally in the doula, the postpartum doula work, is that what you speak about, that really beautiful connection with nature and the flowers. And I was just thinking about the same thing when I, uh, when I, when I walked past some uh, of the first flowers that are already, you know, the spring flowers that are already kind of back to dying. Um, it's not lost. Nothing is ever lost. But the people around us in the workplace, in our relationship, yeah. Our, yeah. our partner. Yeah, yeah. We do have a certain picture of us. Yeah. And I remember very clearly that my partner at one, you know, he, he's super patient and he's super understanding and super loving and super caring. But there was a moment where he said, I miss, I miss Julia. There is a lot of mama around here, but I miss I miss the you. And it's like, when I, when I say that, it's like, I can, I can also feel, you know, a little bit tearing up behind my eyes because he's right. Yes, there, I, I gained so much. And I mean, my body, you know, the body certainly gives, uh, suddenly gives milk and I suddenly have all these caring features and I have so like my perception change. I don't sleep. I like, I'm aware of everything. And it's a, it's a very enlightening and enriching experience for me, but the whole, Everyone who's known me before is like, but where did she, where did she go? Right? <laughs> where did she disappear into? Yeah. And, mm. and now we're back into integrity. Like to just loop back where we started is that the strength of a woman 
And I'm having this conversation over and over again. I'm, right now I'm living in a very normal kind of small town village where women are often sold the idea of, okay, you give birth, you're home for like half, half a year, a year, and then you go back to work and you just move on the yeah. way you did before, you know, same career, same goals, same. And the, the women who have allowed themselves to really feel what's there are suffering and struggling because they know and they feel in their bodies and their minds, it doesn't fit anymore. And I have to bend so hard in order to fit in there and it hurts. And the integrity is, and this is what I feel the pelvic floor work does a lot because, you know, in yoga, it's the, the, the soil, it's the yeah. earth, it's the, the stability. It's the floor, it's also, it, uh -huh. it's the floor of, of all our organs, all our inside, all our gut. It's the floor. And it is also in energetically, it's also the bowl that yeah. holds the water, which stands for the passion. And also, of course, physiologically, it's the bowl that holds the water, right? We don't want the bladder to, to yeah. go like it's. And so when I start working with this tissue, I start to gain the strength to stand in my new truth. And this has been true for everyone I talked to who's been taking the, 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 the program and also everyone else, you know, who's doing pelvic floor work says that suddenly my no rolls different from my tongue and suddenly I don't bend. And sometimes it's very subtle. I don't bend to anyone else's needs before I've been really checking in with myself. Hmm. Hmm. And sometimes it's very subtle and sometimes it's really, really big. Yeah. Like in, in, in the women work, uh, when, you know, when we do women's circles and moon temples and there, I, I've, I witnessed a lot of women going from an engineer job to becoming a breastfeeding consultant because they were just like, I do not, every time I walk into this office, I, I hide all of the womanhood that I am and I just can't no more. I don't want and in the end, what I, what I want to say, and I think this is part of the integrity too, I'm not saying every engineer has to become a, breast, a breastfeeding no. consultant, but I think what the integrity does is it, it asks the question, yeah, we have to ask ourselves, what, what battles are we picking? Because there are so many things that we'll have to take care of. And the question is the power that we have right now in this moment where do we want to direct it? So some, some of the sharpness do, does come from the pelvic floor work. If you mm. think of, uh, you know, in yoga, we do the mula bandha. Mm. And in the yoga tradition, it always says that the mula bandha is the lock so we don't lose energy down. And so if we really use this lock, and we, then we are aware actually really of our battery. And yeah. then we can direct it where we need it. And so in the, in, uh, the different phases of the woman, the, the, the womanhood, right? The maiden, the mother, the crone, and the wise woman, each stage needs a different focus. And so the focus of the mother is the heart. And so this is that what will feel best in that stage is to direct the energy to the heart. Everything that's love, care. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I also feel that the integrity, like you took it to the place of career and work and how we are like, um, 
we are we society and the people around us in a way require us to just like go back go back to what you were was before like like and this is something that I've been comp- contemplating quite a lot on this coming back because there is not really coming back to anything not after birth and also in general like life are there is one direction they are flowing in and um and and I also feel that as new moms we often need to we have this little baby and that are fully dependent on us and we are uh, their boundaries and we are their comfort and uh, so many times we stand in situation in front of even family members and friends of setting boundaries of like you know regulating all these all these new setting or new con- constellation and um so we we and and I, and I, and what i felt in my journey of becoming a new mom for example with doctors or health practitioners and if before being a mom i would uh, you know like being nice and like being polite and holding a little bit back and so when it has to do with my child like there is no holding <laughs> back there is just like so so yeah so this is where i i personally meet what you're saying um i i can relate to that so much pascal always said he has never seen me so much in the lioness yeah energy then yeah. and it started in pregnancy actually yeah whereas like i've never seen you in such a fierce no and in such a fierce also demand you know like i was always with everything like my basic needs hunger going to the toilet water it's like oh i can wait it's okay i can wait and then suddenly it was like i need that right now and there is no second this can wait and the same with i i totally agree the same with authority and I just had a talk the other day with a with a friend of mine where it was also about uh, about that self-empowerment and it, that goes along with authority a lot if we think about being the author of our own reality mm. is to uh, and this goes along with the integrity too is have to have the courage to pick up the pen and be the author of each and every experience that we're making and when we go to the pediatrician and whatever is on the schedule to be done to our child to come back to the integrity to say like i want to ask this question what is this for why are we doing this okay let me think about it for a moment i'll get back to you and to not be you know to just not drop ourselves into yeah. that river that just flows all the time and just move along yeah that is very much you know that is very much integrity mm. and um the other thing that you said i relate to a lot too and that's what i do with women postpartum a lot too is when it comes to managing family and baby space because in the first weeks and months we are the protectors of their sleep right everyone expects us just like you say to just go back go back to our lives go back to have a coffee go back to go out with our friends go back for that walk go back for that hike go back for that weekend you know somewhere yeah. oh new year's let's have that party and yeah. the woman is just not everyone everyone can yeah. do what they want but for me it was a lot like i don't want to stay up until midnight because my baby's going to be awake at five o'clock in the morning i want to go to bed at 10 yeah. and to have that integrity to say and at the other spectrum and this is integrity it's not 
based on one particular decision, it's based on your decision. If that means for the mother to say, I'm going to get a babysitter and I'm going to party until one o'clock in the morning and I'm going to have my husband taking care of the baby. He can, you know, bring, bring, bring the baby for breastfeeding, but then he's going to take her. That is integrity too. Mm. But to make that decision, mm. to have the mental and body and energy space to make that decision and go with the decision mm. that is to be clear with what is it that I want? What is it that suits me? Mm. And it's, um, I, I noticed that with the, in my first pregnancy, in first time when, when Leah was born, um, everything was so new, right? Yeah. And so I, um, I was in circles where long-term, well, long-term breastfeeding is always a very stretchy, right? Some people think that long-term is six months. Some people think it's six yeah. years. Um, that long-term breastfeeding was something very normal, super normal. That children would, you know, walk up to uh, to the mom, walk up to the moms, and pull shirts down and breastfeed. And then suddenly, when we moved back to where I grew up, that was just not the norm whatsoever. Because children would go; they would already be like long in kindergarten um, at that age when they walk. And to have the integrity to bring my child at two years and four or five months to kindergarten fully breastfed. I mean, she did eat some sometimes, but fully breastfed and, um, and just say that there is, you know, that there is no black or white. I don't have to stop breastfeeding in order to bring my, my child to childcare. Um, and then to speak, and then, there, you know, there were a lot of voices, voices, people, people that I care about a lot that said, just, just stop. It's going to be yeah. so much easier for you and for her and for Nick to, you know, close my eyes, feel into my heart, feel into my, and such a somatic thing. Yeah. Feel and then go, that's my reality, whatever it is. Yeah. And that's like, that's a really big thing because the voices out there are so loud and uh, it can be really from family members and loved one, but it can also society, you know, they're like, I just uh, talked about it recently, all these milestones, all these, um, you know, achievement goals for babies. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it put a lot of pressure um, on, I think, on new moms. Uh, maybe when, when it's second and third and fourth child, it's a little bit different reality. You already have this experience from before. But mm -hmm. uh, for new moms, I think there is, um, yeah, the sleep, the, like everything. There are so many voices from outside. And it's so uh, crucial in a way to be able to tune in and to check what is it right for me? How is it right for me to, yeah. It's a, it's a big one. And it's, when I talked the other day with, uh, uh, with Melanie about this empowerment of women and, and uh, authority or that to make decisions autonomous, it's just something that a lot of us have never learned mm. to really stand in the wilderness mm. of our own truth that might not be fitting into yours or societies and to stand, you know, also with our best friends and sometimes with our partners. 
Yeah. And, and not in a fighting way, but in a like, I feel this so strongly and we will need to figure this out together. And, to, and I'm going to stand my ground and we're back. We're, we're, yeah. we're, we're back really in that physical experience. It's a very physical thing yeah. to go into with everything that's connected with babies. And this is why it's such a... Um, um, it's such a business. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's such a business. It's like a lot of people are making so much money off the insecurity of the women and the, and the families. Mm. Because it's so emotional. And yeah. it's so, it's, and in some cases, it's a life or death decision. Sometimes not so much, but sometimes it is. And to stand in the wilderness of that, such a, mm. Mm. It's a very somatic experience. Like uh, I remember many times where I was in, you know, in the pediatrician's uh, room and I, I, and I felt like, you know, my, my skin blushing, my heart rate went up and like, he would ask me questions and I'm like, I need, I need time to, I, I need time to think about that. I, I know that it, you know, for most of your clients, it's, it's going to be, it would be a very normal thing to do X, Y, Z, but I, I don't feel comfortable with that right now. So let me go back to my research. I'll, I'll get back to you. Yeah. And for me, that's also um, because pregnancy, birth, and postpart in the postpartum time, we are, women are so deep in the medical sector because everything is so medicalized. Uh, we, we will need to be prepared to have those those conversations and it needs to be a conversation. It's not a one-way street. Yes. Those conversations with the, with medical staff. And yes. so when coming back to the business is that we have to remember that it's a business. We're still sold. I don't know how it is. You're in Norway, right? Hmm. But in Germany, we're still sold the picture of care. We're still sold the picture of care, but it's not what it is. I'm, I'm self-employed. So I, um, I have a private health insurance. So I know all the prices and like a lot of the things that things that have been done to me in my first pregnancy, when I went to the gynecologist, I didn't say yes to. And when I went home and I had, you know, and I was like, oh, it's 350 euros for that visit. Um, actually, you know, calling back is like on the next visit. I don't want that. Mm. I don't need it. It's like, and mm. so, to, and, and that is a lot of, it's, it's a lot of integrity. It's a lot of strength. It's a lot of questioning. It's a lot of, and it's not comfortable. It's no, it's not, not comfortable. comfortable. Yeah. 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 No, it's and so I would also say that the course, I'm sorry to interrupt, yeah, but I, always, I also would say that a lot of the parts of the, of the course are not comfortable. Mm. They, it's uh, in, in terms of like the discipline, you mm. know, the pelvic floor work mm. and the integrity in the pelvic floor stops when we stop. Mm. It's the same with the yoga. It's not always comfortable. Yeah. To sit down and do it. Mm. Mm. Wow! Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. My uh, my whole system reacts in a way to the things you share and say. Like it brought a lot of memories from my own birth, and you know, it's really we really uh, need to uh, to come back to something very truth in us. And it's like you say, it's not comfortable. It's required from us to be active and to do our own research mm. that it, it, it can take a lot of time. It can take a lot of effort sometime, but, uh, and, um, 
in the end, to end responsibility. I think this is also a big part of it because if I make my own choice, stand in my own truth, in my own integrity, based on my own research, whatever it is, I, I'm also the one taking the responsibility for it. It's not, there is no mama or dada that will take the responsibility for me. And that's... Uh, people, who, people who listen to the podcast will not see me nod and smile and go <laughs> yeah. like, oh my God, it's like, I'm fully, I'm so, yes, yes. Yes. And I responsibility is really having the strength to stand in the consequences of our decisions. And, and this is what, what, what a lot of people shy away from. Yeah. It's and scary. at the same time it's... in my work, what I notice is that this is what hurts the most looking back. Mm. The, and this is what the doula does, right? The doula advocates, for the woman to make her own decisions in the moment where it's overwhelming. Right. What I learned in the work is that it is not, you know, when a, when, when a woman has, would have loved to have a, a natural birth at home and is rushed to the emergency uh, C-section. What matters in the end is not if there was a C-section or not. What matters is if she had the split second to say, I want that C-section. Totally. And, and, it, it, and it will need, and this is where other people come in because we like in birth, we can't, and often postpartum, it's very hard for us too, where I empower women to gather people around them who can facilitate and facilitation is a skill because you, and this is also what a doula does. It doesn't matter what I want for that woman. And it's the same in the, you know, that it's the same in the body work. It doesn't matter what I want for you, not at all. What matters is if I can hold the container for you to see what you need to see, to make the decisions that you need to make, no matter if I think I know the solution for you. No, it's really, it's a, it's big time stepping back and it's big time holding a very sacred container around you. So you have the time and space to make the decision. Mm -hmm. One of the best things I learned in the doula training is, uh, especially when working in a medical environment where there is a lot of time pressure put on women too, is like, um, we need a moment to pray. Can you leave us alone and <laughs> come back in two minutes? Mm. And so, you know, the prayer part is still even now right. very much accepted. Yeah. Um, and then, and then actually the woman gets, you know, a moment to take that authority is very big in the medical system. And it just, it's enough when the nurse is next to her. Yeah. And so, you know, to get that extra moment of space to breathe and then, you know, what, and then is the question, what do you yeah. want? What do you need yeah. now? What is, what, what is okay with you and your yeah. heart? Make a decision. Yeah. 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 I think this is like for me in my birth, experience um, also things went completely different than what I hoped. my water broke contraction didn't started I had to be induced uh, of course they gave me the the window until they they finally did it but I was really really afraid of the pitocin it was like it was really threatening um just the just the thought or the idea of it uh, a time of birth gave me shaking in all my body Mm -hmm. And um, I remember that 
because we we did such a brilliant uh, preparation um, with the doula she was not with us in in the birth in the end but because of covid and all of this but we had such a good preparation for it so I was already like knowing okay if this then this if this then this like and it was really easy for me in a way in this situation when I was induced and I was at some point very wired there were wires on From all direction, and that's like for me, where movement is such like a big part of my life, and this is all was that was really important for me during the birth. I really wanted the ability to move. I didn't want to be forced to lie down or to I just need to move. And I remember I was fully wired, and I looked at Edgar and I told him, like I'm in the domino effect, you know, when they teach you that if you induce, then this goes wrong. And then, then like how induction and, and intervention just like follow each other. And I really felt in this domino effect. And I remember feeling like being fully wired. And I told, I told him, okay, I just need a little space to keep moving. That's what I need. And then everything is okay. And we just created this really like small space near the monitor. And I was just moving. And that made the whole different. That made the like really the ability to lean back to what is it that I want, what is it that makes me feel safe, that supports me here and 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 like and every time a little step forward. And I think really looking back, it could it could have left a very traumatic experience on me. But it didn't I actually like I actually feel like I had an amazing birth that's that's my my memory of it I'm like I'm excited for my next birth it's like so I think it's really important what you're saying in this regard it's really but what a moment of integrity Dana what mm. a moment of integrity mm. there are so it's it's when we speak about the domino effect a lot of women just give in. And I think, and this is what I, what I notice in the postpartum work is what is the biggest grief. Yeah. Where, you know, if, if a woman has ever listened to us, to an empowering birth story, like what can be possible. And she gave in, that's the moment of biggest grief. And it's, and again, I want to, I want to repeat, it's not that I don't want to glorify the home birth. No, law. it's not about that. No, yeah. the, the glorification happens in the moment where you say in all of the wires that I am right now, I need some space to move. Mm. That's what I need. Mm. That is the moment of glory. Yeah. And, and this is, and this is why I, I guess that's why you say I had an amazing birth. Because I was connected with what I need in the moment. Yes, yes, yes. And with my body, not numbing it, not disconnecting from it, being present with it, being present with my baby. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Mm. Mm. I think it's, so- such a, sorry, it's, such a, it's such a big topic for women in general. It's not just we're talking around... pregnancy birth and postpartum but it's actually like a big theme for women in general in this world <laughs> I, yes and birth is just a pressure pan right. to bring out this pattern of women just asking like oh what is it that you need how can I serve you 
Like, how can I, how can I make it easy for you? Not be too loud, not make too much noise, not make sure that there is, you know, I don't want to make a fuzz. Don't never, ever make a fuzz because it's uncomfortable for other people and other people might not like that. Yeah. And this is, I have very loud two girls (laughs) and uh, they are very fierce. Mm. in what they want and need and sometimes it's also there are moments where I'm like whoa girls okay take a <laughs> breath I'm like I only got two hands but there is something that I always remember and that is to not shut them down mm. on what it is that they need and want and, mm. and and their desires and it's sometimes it is it is not comfortable no it's it not, not comfortable to, to to raise loud children yeah but you know in this the definition of the sacred woman is that she 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 heals seven seven generations back and seven generations forward in the present moment experiences and decisions that she takes. That is the mm. you want it, go get it mm. as loud and as fierce as you can. Um, mm. Of course, with you know some politeness, it's it's quite nice to be there. Yeah. But I I totally I totally uh, agree with you that. Um, women in general are often in that pattern of, of having trouble to express their needs and desires. I think men too, it's just that I'm not in different way. Yeah. Maybe I don't, don't, I don't understand the pattern so well on a somatic experience, but I do, you know, also with me now going through the whole process of buying a house and building a house and being in those conversations and the money and the D and the, there is a lot of, and I feel there is a lot of woman kind of where I feel like I want to retract and kind of let Pascal take care of it. And then I'm like, mm, no, I, I can, I can hold that. I got the, I got the power to hold that. I want to be part of that. Mm. Um, what I wanted to say in the, um, with this intense experience of the birth, and I think this is why I why I was so passionate about creating the online course, is that I wanted to give women a I wanted to I wanted to give them a very isolated way of working their pelvic floor because I think there are a lot of really cool programs out there who uh, get women back to fitness right mm-hmm. there to just general fitness and uh, to get their endurance back up. But a lot of the programs that I saw or have participated in were really great for my fitness, but my pelvic floor stayed in mm. on holidays mm. because it was just, I was so fit before birth already that my major muscles would just do the work and I never really had the need to connect to the pelvic floor. And when, I came across the JDEG work. I noticed there, <laughs> once the JDEG is there, you can't get around it. You mm-hmm. either know you, you're um, working the right yeah. muscles or you're not. You're, exactly. Or no, very obvious. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, um, and then at the same time, because the both go together, to give them an opportunity to integrate integrate and integrity works Mm, so well together because they go hand in hand to integrate what has happened to Mm. integrate the birth experience and to redefine who they are and I think that's also very related to the tissue yeah I remember after my second birth my midwife came 
um, I think it was six weeks after there was no more blood. And she's like, oh, you can have sex with your partner again. And I was like, whoa. I was like with my back against the wall. I'm like, I'm not ready for that. Mm. I was so, you know, vulnerable. Mm. And, and that was just my very personal experience. I know that there are a lot of other women out there who are like, you know, week three, like I want to get back. Mm. But for me, it was like, and I noticed I need to heal my tissue first. I need to come back to myself first and rediscover, integrate, and put my body together first before I invite someone else in. Mm. Mm. And in that vulnerability of the experience, I was like, there needs to be, there needs to be another way than what is out there. Yeah. I, I just wanted to offer that really yeah. holistic way mm. with the meditation, with the breathing. Another part that is, and you are aware of it too, because you're a body worker too, is that the organs get pushed out to the periphery so yeah. much. And that's also something that I noticed working with like 50, 60 year old women and never ever anyone has been going there and putting them back to the center. I know it with my grandma, like, yeah. I, I asked right? her, like, have you, you never did your pelvic floor, you know? Yeah, no, they they were not uh, aware of it at all. Yeah. How many children does your grandma have? She had two. Mm. My grandma had four. Wow. And then, and it's just like the domino effect that you, uh, that you spoke about in birth, same domino effect with like, you know, and then they take the uterus out and then they put yeah. the, they, they sit, they stitch the uh, bladder up onto, onto the, what's the English word, the Bauchfell, you know, onto the belly. Yeah. The um, yeah. And so it's intervention after intervention and cognitively we all know, but, and here, here we need the container. We need the friends. We need the, the, um, we can support each other so much by mm. making this a topic, mm. by Talk asking about. our you know, female friends, like, hey, have you been taking care of your pelvic floor? And then sometimes I hear, like, oh, my doctor said it's okay. And I'm like, yeah, well, how does it feel? How does your walk feel? How does it feel to be on a trampoline? How does the sex with your partner feel? Are you, like, is it really cool? If it's cool, great, like, cheer at you. But often that's the start of a really deep conversation. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. More. Uh, more. More. This kind of conversation between women, and in general, I feel like there are so many topics that, like, we don't speak about, and then women experience this experience of birth and postpartum, and like, how? How nobody told me. About that before i heard this sentence so many times from friends around me uh, going through the process like nobody told me that before you know so there are so many like underlying and things that we just don't talk about and that could be like an invitation for to have more real talks around our inner experience in, i agree yeah i agree mm -hmm. Mm. yeah empowerment to real talk <laughs> yeah 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 wow i can just uh, really um recommend your program i think it's so um 
what's the right word for it? Like it's so um, uh, beautifully uh, given, like present, and the the integration that uh, that you bring there between exercises and and um, and breathing and the meditation and the and your content that you bring and integrate in the in, in the program gives it a lot of um, like uh, it makes it really a rich experience not just a, you know pelvic floor exercise and it's not about pelvic floor ex- like it is and it's not that's my experience of it and uh, I really I really recommend it to any women out there. Thank you very much, Dana. I, I, um, I had a couple of requests and I think that I'm, I'm, I, I, want, I want to give it a try. And you know, my intention was to have this be an online course that everyone can just do on their own time because um, mm. as, as a society and as, as women globally, we just don't give birth together um, at a certain moment and then are in the same stage to, to take the course. This is why I want it to be a self-organized uh, course that women can take when they are ready. Mm. Um, However, that what we just talked about to to bring women together for real talk um, mm-hmm. is something that I want to give a try out mm-hmm. by June, maybe the beginning of July, to mm-hmm. have like a, a round where we go through it together and just have one. And I know that that's the other thing, you know, as moms, it's really we don't have a lot of time. Yeah, and um, it's just to stay on the course is already quite a lot for yeah. new moms. Mm-hmm. Um, But to have like half an hour, 45 minutes once a week where we can talk about the most potent uh, questions, things that are coming up and exchange wisdom and stories. And it's so enriching, so powerful, especially in these times where we are so pulled apart from each other, where we actually need each other the most. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. To bring back the community, the circle, the connection. Yeah. Mm, I love it. And the women who are are in the same... what I what I realize around me is that people feel very they feel very little understood because COVID um, locks us into our individual experience and the experience of uh, of a retired person is very different you know of this time than of a, a young mom with children in institutions or of a single woman somewhere or of right it, it just really locks us into this small window of of perception of who we are as an individual and what we really live off of and what really regulates us on a bodily and we know that right when a lot of women come together they menstruate together it regulates us on a hormone hormonal level too is to um come back to community and be held by each other and be understood yeah. right like like there are many moments where I walk around my house and I'm like, oh my God, it's so chaotic here. And I just can't, I just can't get on top of things. And then I meet other moms and they're like, you don't have to, Mm. because it's just, it's a lot, right? The children Mm. are at home, they're homeschooled and you don't know what is tomorrow. And you want to go shopping and you don't have a mask because you like it's, and it's, it's, and there's this moment where I feel like, oh, my whole system kind of is like, oh, it's okay. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I love it. Bringing bringing the women's circle back around this around these uh, topics, I really love it. Mm. I think it can be 
great and in really enrich the experience. Whether actually if people, if women do it, the program at the same pace or even if they are in different stages of it, it's also just the meeting point coming in, reflecting on things together and sharing experiences. So it's mainly I hear like the the community, the circle. Mm. And I have some ideas for you. I will give it to you after. Oh, yes, please. (laughs) Yes, please. Super. Yes. Yeah. Super. <laughs> yeah. So I will just say like to to we we're going to start wrapping it up and I'm I, I say that uh, under under this uh, talk under this episode there will be a link uh, to the program uh, so people whoever listen and is curious can have a look and uh, if I remember correctly they also have 30% right 30% right. off so there will be a link and you can just check it out and if you like we will put two links dana i'm going to put we put the link to the 30 percent that takes the people right to the checkout and basically just you know you go click that link you check out you're in the course and we'll put another link where they uh where you everyone who listens and is interested can get some of the content for free in your inbox so you see how it looks and how it how it sounds Because I think it's really important that it resonates in your ears. Right, your right, right. And so, yes, yeah. two weeks. Okay, yeah, yeah, sure. Let's do it like this. Great. Do you want to 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 add something for... What I'd like to add is that I'm very grateful for this talk. And I notice again, again and again, no matter how often I have these really deep and beautiful conversations, how nourishing they are, Mm. how important they are, and how often they are overlooked. And um, I would like to empower women, especially in this time where it feels quite tight because we are in so many responsibilities. We're dancing between so many roles. You know, if you if you're working and you have children and you're in the family and all the rules and regulations and what what kind of falls off the truck first is the self-care and the nourishing moments so true that were so that were so normal right when we go shopping or we see someone on the street and we have this like drop-in together Mm. to empower women to pick up the phone call a friend do the zoom like go there and ring the door have that tea it's take a minute for yourself yeah just have your coffee warm or tea or yeah (laughs) yeah have your coffee warm i'm gonna i'm gonna go now and i'm gonna have a warm i don't i don't drink coffee because it makes me really nervous but i'm gonna have a, a warm cacao and i'm not gonna get up and this is i'm not gonna get up before it's before it's it's finished yeah, just, Not around just in between. give yourself some staring time or, yeah, not not on your phone. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so true. Wow. So true. Yes. Thank you so much, Julia. Thank you so, so much. much. It's always so, uh, so great to talk mm-hmm. with you and, uh, hmm. I really appreciate this time. Same, same. I love your work. Yeah. Continue. It's really yeah. beautiful. Your new 
podcast would be. Mm. Cheering at you from the sideline. We always love seeing seeing the new episodes coming up. Mm. Thank you very much. <laughs>